for sharing with us what God is doing around the world. There's so many things. I encourage you to go to our webpage and just see what's happening there. It's my delight to welcome you here as well this morning as we look into God's Word together. And so if you have a Bible or if you have an app, if you want to just pull that out and uh, look at the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6, we're going to be looking at a very short uh, phrase from the Lord's Prayer a little bit later this morning. I've entitled my, my message, The Power of a Name, and we'll be talking about the name that we've already been worshiping this morning. But I know that names are important. Your name is important, and in my just being here a few months, it's been good to get to know some of you, and some of you, I I know your names, and some of you, it's like, I'm still working on it, so if I get your name wrong, please give me some grace, and, uh, and, and help me to learn your name so that I can know who you are, because I know how important that is to you, because our names are actually part of our identity of who we are. So it could be that when you were named, you ever ask your, did you ever ask your parents, like we don't usually get to choose our names, but did you ever ask your parents about your name, like why you were named that? Uh, I remember I asked my mom that one time, it's like, why did you choose this name? Like my full name is Reginald. So why did you choose this name? And my, my, the response I got was, I thought it was a cool name. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. So for the first 12 years of my life, I was known as Reggie. And you know what happens when you're 12 and you start being an adolescent? You're like, that is not happening anymore. So that's when I said, nobody is going to call, well, you can call me Reggie if you really need to, but don't call me Reg. So I told my parents, my mom still, I think, called me Reggie. She doesn't anymore. She's learned. It's been many, many years. But our names are important. Why are our names important to us? Because they're part of our identity. They're part of who we are. So we all know that our name is important, and so we want to use each other's names when we talk to each other. The other way we use this word name is it is also about our reputation. What's our reputation? What kind of a name do you have? Isn't that the language that we use? What's, what's, your, what's your reputation like? In Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 1, it says, A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. The writer of the Proverbs says, you know what? Having a good name is pretty important. Well, as we think about names, and we we think about names today, names in Jesus' day were actually had a much deeper meaning than we give, you know, a name is sort of like, almost like a label. And the name, names in the New Testament, the names in the Old Testament had a deeper meaning. You gave somebody a name because it, it meant something. So if you're interested in kind of diving into some of that, I encourage you to take a look and just look at some of the names in the Bible and what they actually meant. So Jesus is a derivative of Joshua, which comes from Jehovah. And so Jesus' name actually meant God saves. God saves. So when you think about Mary and Joseph birthing Jesus and going like, what do we call them? Well, in our day, in their day, they would have said, well, it should be a family name. But God had said, no, no, you're not going to name him Joseph or some other family name. You're going to name him Jesus. Why? Because he's going to save his people from their sins. So names were much uh, more important, I would suggest, than even now. Well, we've been, we're looking into 
the, this power of a name because that's what comes up in the phrase that we're going to look at from the Lord's Prayer. We've begun this series on prayer to say, Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. Now, some of us, we may pray. We might pray every day or a couple times a day, or we might pray only when we have great need. But we all pray. People in our world pray. And so the question and the, the desire that we have uh, as a church is to say, Lord, would you teach us how to pray? And then Jesus gives us a, I wouldn't call this a model prayer, but a way to pray, not what to pray. And so I want to invite you to participate with me this morning. Would you stand with me this morning? And we're going to say the Lord's Prayer uh, together. Okay. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. I want you to notice that this prayer is full of requests, petitions to God. The first three of these petitions are focused on God. And I would suggest as Jesus is teaching us to pray, as he's saying, how do you pray? You start with God. I don't know about you, but my, my weakness is that I tend to start with me. I have needs. I have desires. I have even wants. And I want to go, I want to I pray for those things. Or I want to pray for somebody else. And as I look at this, Jesus is saying when we pray, we need to start by focusing our thoughts and our eyes on who God is, to begin with Him. So today we're going to look at this, just four words in English, hallowed be your name, or hallowed be thy name. So let's start with the back end of that first, the, the name part, because that's where I've started. So the names of God describe His character, describe what he does. It describes his personality. Now, our names, generally, we don't look at somebody and say, well, I think your name describes your personality, because we, we don't talk like that. But when you think and read throughout the Bible, you will see that the names of God actually describe who he is. And I want you to notice this morning that this idea of hallowed be thy name means that God values his name. He values his name. His reputation is vital. In Exodus chapter 34, 14, Moses recorded for us, Do not worship any other god, for the Lord Yahweh, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Now, we often think of jealousy as a bad thing. But we can actually, jealousy is actually jealous. Being jealous is actually a good thing. It's meaning I really want that. I, that's really, this is really important to me. I'm going to protect that. And so God is saying, I am going to protect my name. That I am the God who is worthy of all worship and no one else. His reputation is vital. He values his name. 
In Ezekiel, he writes uh, for us uh, that God is speaking, I will be zealous for my holy name. Kind of relates to hallowed be thy name. I'll be zealous for my holy name. He acts in a way that is consistent with his name. I want you to think about this maybe this week, and at the end of the message I'll mention this again, but I want you to think about looking at Scripture and looking at the names of God that you find there, descriptors of who God is that define His personality, that define His character. And let me just give you two of them to start with, and I'm not even going to talk about them, I'm just going to give them to you and you think about them. One is um, God provides. So if you look in the, in the Old Testament, one of the words is God provides, it's, it's His name. It's a name of God. Another one would be simply God my healer. And I'll give you a bunch more at the end as you think about that. But look through the text this week and take some time to look at the names of God and how they describe who God is. So God values his name. And then God also honors his name in this hallowed be thy name. This develops the thought of God acting within the confines of his character. See, God won't act outside of who he is. His personality and character are fully established. Like you and I, are, our character is formed through life. God's character is established and firm. And it shows us who he is. In Psalm 23, a very well-known psalm for many, verse 3, it says, He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths. And this is the part I want you to remember. For his namesake. Why does God guide us along the right paths? Because he wants to honor his name. He wants to lift up his name. So it's so important for him to ask, why does he guide us? Because of his personality. He responds to us in this way. So we never have to ask ourselves, I mean, we may feel different, but we never have to ask ourselves the question, does God want to guide me? Does he want to show me the right way to go? You actually don't need to ask the question. The answer is yes. So you might ask the question, God, will you guide me? Will you show me the way from Psalm 23? He guides me along the right paths. Why? Because that's what God does when we invite him to do it for us. Then in Psalm 25, verse 11, For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. Don't you love that? The idea that the psalmist is writing, I know that I'm not right with you. I know that this word iniquity is the word for sin, wrongdoing. And he said, I know that this, I'm not right. But for the sake of your name, O Lord, will you forgive me? You know what? God says yes. He says yes to that. Yes, I will forgive. When you come to me and you ask for forgiveness, God grants it. That's who he is. He acts in forgiveness toward us because of his name. We count on people because of their character. We trust that they will act in a certain way. And as human beings, we don't always do that. But we know that God is consistent and we can trust in him. Let's shift now and move to the beginning of that phrase. Hallowed be thy your name. You know, that, that word hallowed is really like an old, old English word. But it's really hard to translate. So some versions might say holy, and, and that's getting to it, but it's really not enough. You see, we don't make God holy. He is holy. God is just holy based on his character and his personality. 
D.A. Carson said, to hallow means to sanctify, again a big word, or to make holy, to make holy, or to consider holy. So when we say this word hallowed, we're really saying we want to make God holy. We want to consider him. We want to see him as holy. So this older word has this deep meaning. The concept of holiness is that of God is separate. He's different. He's beyond us. We actually think and we try to understand him and we want to and we need to, but we will never fully grasp who God is. The text uh, that I thought of this morning that isn't on the screen, but it's in Isaiah chapter 6, verses 2 and 3, where Isaiah has this vision of God. And what he sees is he sees angels around the throne. And I just want to paint this picture for you, but these angels have six wings, and it says two they're flying. Okay, that's practical. With two they were covering their faces, and with two they're covering their feet. What's that describing? It's describing angels, beings that are in the presence of God. And to be in God's presence meant that he was holy. He was separate. He was different. He was unique. And these these angels couldn't even look at him. That's why they're covering their faces. In that culture, your feet are dirty, right? You're walking. You're not wearing shoes. There's no pavement. You're in the dirt all the time. Your feet are always dirty, And so they would be covering their feet to say, we're covering ourselves. And so we know that God is holy. There's these descriptors that we get of who God is and what he's done. In the New Testament, the disciples recognized the holiness of God in Jesus. They didn't recognize it right away. They would have grown into it over time. And after Jesus died and rose again, they were for sure understanding how Jesus was so different and unique from who they were, and yet could understand who they were. So Peter writes for us in 1 Peter 3.15, he says, But in your hearts, revere, or the word is hallow, Christ as Lord. So the ESV, that was the NIV, the ESV puts it this way, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. So often we think about God, and then we think about Jesus, and three in one, they're actually one. But Jesus as God is also seen as holy by the early church. So it now brings us to the purpose of this particular petition. We ask that God's character, that his personality would be known. That's what this means. Hallowed be thy name. Would your character be known? Would who you are be known in our world. See, God's name needs to be known. Daryl Johnson put it this way, so hallowed has the deeper meaning of being revealed, manifest, made known, or best of all, made real. God's name, God himself wants to be made known and be made real in our world. God wants to become alive to us to others around us, to our world in general. In Psalm 8, verse 1, the psalmist writes, Lord, which is the word Yahweh, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glories above the heavens. See, God wants his name to be known, majestic in all the earth. Your name is powerful. Psalm 54, verse 1, save me, O God, by your name. 
Vindicate me by your might. And then Psalm 34, verse 3, glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. You see, we as followers of Jesus Christ, as those who, who follow God, we declare and share the person of God with those we come in contact with, just by who we are. You know, I, I don't know about you, but when I go to the, even when I go to the grocery store and I walk into the grocery store, I'm thinking, I am here actually representing Jesus in this grocery store. Do you ever think about that? That as a follower of Christ, you represent Jesus wherever you go. The New Testament tells us as followers of Jesus, we're ambassadors for Christ. That means we, we just take him with us. And so I want to make sure that when I'm doing business, when I am transacting, when I'm talking to people, that I'm thinking about, I am actually here representing Jesus, and I want to make sure that I'm doing that in the, an appropriate way. We are God's representatives. We are not God. We personally experience him in our lives, and then we share our own experiences and what we can know of him from Scripture with others. That's what it means to be a witness. I have experienced something, and I just simply share with you what I've experienced. And so we encourage each other to do that. Jesus, when he came to the earth, his whole purpose and being was to make holy God's name. That was his purpose, to glorify God. In John chapter 12, 27, 28, it says, No, it is for this reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. That's why Jesus came to earth. In John chapter 17, we don't have time to get into it, but it talks about the glory of the Father and the glory of the Son. And you and I, as we live our lives, are actually living out that same, that we want to bring glory to God. We want to bring glory to Jesus. John Calvin wrote, For in the cross of Christ, as in a splendid theater, the incomparable goodness of God is set before the whole world. The glory of God shines, indeed, in all creatures, on high and below, but never more brightly than in the cross. See, it's the, the cross of Christ that we point ourselves to. The sacrifice of Christ for us. The character of God was made real on the cross. Jesus' death for us was God laying down his life for you and me so that we could have a relationship with him. In closing, I want us to think about a few things. What now? I'm going to call the worship team to come up if they would. But I want you to think about three things. As we close this morning and you think about this, this really short four-word, hallowed be thy name, and you think about that and say, so what does this mean? I, I want to give you a couple of things that you can do, that you can consider, that you can lean into the coming this, this coming week. First of all, I would suggest begin by praying back the names of God. If you're like me and I, you tend to start with, with me, with yourself, start with God. Find some of the names of God that mean something to you. Maybe write one or two of them out. Go through the Bible and write them out and maybe put them somewhere where you're just going to see them. Maybe in your car. Maybe on your bathroom mirror. And just as you start your day, think about that name of God. So I said I'd give you a few more names. So I said my healer. God being my healers. So many of us, don't we? We need healing. Inner healing. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's very physical. And God says, I'm a healer. 
This morning, we're going to have some people who are going to come in just a few minutes, and they'll, they want to pray with you if, if you want prayer. And one of the things they will pray for is your healing, if that's what you desire this morning. Because God is a healer. Another one is my shepherd. Sometimes we just, we want somebody to be close to us. We're maybe feeling isolated and alone and separate, and we just don't know who's there for us. A shepherd is there for you. God is a shepherd. My provider is another one. I mean, I could go on. My protector, my savior, many others. Pray back the names of God because God wants to meet with you in those ways. Secondly, pray back God's revelation. Look at how creation reveals God's character and personality. I went out last Sunday to the, the Crocus Prairie. You know where that is? Have you, you guys have been there. You've seen it. I, I think it's amazing. Like it's these naturalized crocuses that just survive the cold, icy winter. And they're almost like the first sign of spring. And they begin to come and there's some color. And you can see them. And it's like I just, I was there last Sunday. It was like, thank you God that this is you. In the intricacy of these tiny flowers that are growing really close to the ground. That have survived the harshness of winter. Every year they come back and they say, look, this is God. God's showing himself. Lots of ways. I mean, this week I saw a rainbow, beautiful rainbow. Every time I see a rainbow, I think, God, thank you for the promise that you gave us. Go pray back God's revelation to him. Worship him in that way. And finally, I would say this. We, need to, we, we should be those, I want to be one, who lives like Jesus that our purpose, that my purpose would be to bring glory to God. That I just, I just want to live my life that way. That we experience and we, we receive the transformation that comes through Jesus Christ. Yes, we receive that every day and then we live it out every day with our purpose is to glorify God. Even when it costs us something. We love and serve and share. Why? Because we show God's name as holy, hallowed. That's why we do it. I'm going to invite the prayer team to come up. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And then as I pray, if you want prayer this morning, I invite you to come forward for prayer. We're going to sing a couple more songs. But if you want prayer this morning, I just invite you just to come, uh, even as the prayer team comes, and let's just, uh, let's just invite God to speak to us and respond to him in this way this morning. Let's pray together. This morning, Father, as we sit in this place, we know that you are present here, that you are with us. Father, we thank you that you are, you are holy, and we want to declare your holiness. We want to declare your greatness this morning. We want to declare that you are one whose names actually mean something, and we can invite you into our life because you want us there. Thank you that you are a healer that you are a savior, that you are a protector and a shepherd. Lord, I pray that, that as we're here this morning, we want to meet with you. We want you to be here in this place. We know you're here. We need the filling of your Holy Spirit to be here among us. Lord, this morning we come to you as those who need to confess sin and know that you forgive. We come to you this morning knowing that you love us 
and you want us to respond to your love through Jesus. This morning, we also know that you want to encourage us, and so we thank you, Lord, that you encourage us by your Spirit, encourage us through the Savior, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you minister to us. Lord, as we continue to worship you, we respond. Thank you that we can come to you in prayer, that we can have this communication. Lord, teach us to pray as you taught your disciples. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Invite the prayer team to come up, please.